0: So today's message is, how can I belong? How can I belong? Or another way to say it is, how can I be around a long time? Do you want to be around a long time? The word belong means be long. Be (laughs) locates you. Long means to to continue. So when you're talking about be... It's a location. Where are you? When it talks about long, we're talking about whatever you are, doing it for a long time. Be long. But let me tell you, let me tell you, God is all about belonging. So I'm not going to do this today, but I've prepared in the message, which is what I'm going to share with you. But there are 15 points that I've put together on the difference between belonging and attending and let me tell you belonging is better than attending but it's up to you and time doesn't permit me to go through the whole thing so what I want to do is I want to give you the essence of the message today and it's really about belonging let me let me say it this way as I get started the word longevity is the fruit of belonging in other words let me tell you this if you don't belong you're not going to see longevity If you want to see longevity in anything, there has to be something called belonging. Do you understand that? Belonging creates this thing called longevity. When someone belongs, there's a longevity in their relationships. When you belong in a family, there's a longevity to the family. When you belong in a church, there's a longevity to the church. So longevity is something that we are desperately looking for in our society today. And I really want you to understand this belonging. So the first one I'm going to talk about today is, number one, you will belong when you remember who you belong to. You will belong when you remember who you belong to. Mark chapter 12, verses 13 to 17. Some Pharisees and supporters of Herod were sent to trap Jesus into saying something for which he could be arrested. Teacher, they said, we know how honest you are. You are impartial and don't play favorites. You teach the way of God truthfully. Now tell us, is, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay them or shouldn't we? Jesus knew the hypocrisy and said, why are you trying to trap me? Jesus often asks a question to a question. It's a great example to follow. Show me a Roman coin and I will tell you. Then they handed it to him. He asked, whose image and title is stamped on it? Caesar's, they replied. Well, then Jesus said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. His reply completely stunned them. This is a really amazing, another amazing example of the profoundness of Jesus because he's basically saying, if Caesar's image is on the coin, give it to him. It belongs to him. But God's image is on you you belong to God. And he's basically saying, we as human beings belong to God. We belong to God. Who do you belong to? There's a lot of tension today about authenticity, and how do I get my authenticity, and how do I be my authentic self? But the word author is in there. So it's a kind of a clue, like, are you the author of your life? You're not. Someone is the author of your life. You're not the creator of your life. You are creation and there has to be a creator. And the only way you're going to get authenticity back is by acknowledging there's an author to your life. Jesus is the author of our salvation. We didn't get it. We didn't beg it. We didn't steal it. We didn't earn it. It was a gift that was given to us. So we should always acknowledge that if you want to see salvation at work in your life, honor the source in which and where it came from. Authenticity is about honouring where the source is. You've got to love yourself. Yeah, but how are you going to get that love then? Where's that love coming from? Love needs a source. And these are some of the things that are out there in all sorts of craziness. But at the end of the day, we are going to self-annihilate if we don't turn it around. Lies are lies and truths are truths. They do not change. The only way you break lies is to speak truth. And it's not our version of truth or some version of truth or subjective truth. It has to be truth absolute. And who is the one that has the authority on absolute truth? You have to acknowledge your God. And this is where we get into trouble. If we want to continue building a healthy society, our society is more toxic than it's ever been because we do not know how to bring health without the author of health. It starts with Him. And this is where we get to remember it's all about belonging. So I really want you to understand, we belong to God. You belong to God. If you want to belong, you got to remember who you belong to. I think a lot of people struggle to belong is because they don't know who they belong to. Some people may not know their biological fathers. Because of medicine, because of breakthroughs, technology, and different endeavours in the last period of time, There are realities where we are now embracing a society where we have got many people who do not know their biological father and we have to contend with that. We have to, how how do we work with that? What's our ethics and our morality when it comes to these things? But God is not limited by our messiness or our complicatedness or whatever we decide to do. What we've got to learn to understand is, is that whatever your beginnings are, God is still able to turn it around because he has the story of redemption always available for whosoever believes. So your beginnings might not always be good, but it's not about your beginnings necessarily. It's also about where you're going and who you're becoming. And ultimately, this is a story about belonging. And I really hope you understand this, because if we want to help others, we need to first help ourselves. When you feel like you belong, it's amazing how you can help others belong. And I'm not talking about force or manipulation. I'm talking about an overflow. Jesus was able to help us belong is because he always belonged to the Father. So this is what we've got to wrestle out. Jesus says that give to Caesar what Caesar's, yes, but give to God what is God's. You belong to God. And this is what we need to understand. There is something called acceptance that leads to belonging. Often I've been told before, you know, belonging can leave to believing. And this is where it can become so amazing is we have to understand God's at work in most amazing ways, but He works through this spirit of belonging. And how do you get belonging? Through acceptance. Listen to me. You are accepted by God, which means you're able to be accepting of others. If He's accepted you, knowing everything about you, it opens the door to this profound thing called belonging. And I do believe that if we want people to belong, there needs to be an atmosphere of acceptance. And this is where it can get very complicated because we get very selective on our acceptance. But aren't you grateful to Jesus that he was not selective on the cross? Father, I'll die for these group. God, I'll die for this. Father, I'll I'll only hang for this group. This now represents this group. This now represents this group. That spirit, that nonsense. But that's what we do. He just said, Father, put everything that's wrong on them, on me. And everything that's right with me, put it on them. What I'm trying to get to to you is we're here today, but do we know why we're here today? The subject of belonging is not just, well, I'll see if I'm interested. I'll see whether you're interesting or not. We need belonging to see it through. There's no longevity without belonging. So what I need you to understand is the reason we're accepted before the Father, though we're sinful, we've been placed in Christ. It's the only way we can coexist and we can cohabit and we can receive from the Father because of Jesus, because of Jesus, because of Jesus, hashtag because of Jesus. Okay? And that is the wonder and the majesty of our message. It's the thing that we give the world, the gospel, because of Jesus. Welcome home, come back home. And not everyone wants to come back home because not everyone wants the Father. And this is the brutal facts. Universalism is such a big lie, everyone gets in their end. It's not true. Why did Jesus have to die? There is a place that is held for those who are against God. God is holy. You've got to get back to it. God is holy. We're only holy because of Jesus. You don't get holy. You're made holy. Holy means to be separated. Holy means that you have been been separated because of Jesus. So the only way you can receive from the Father is because of Jesus. And if you got it because of Jesus, you're not going to lose it because of you. So don't be silly. Keep turning up. Number two, you will belong when you know which voice is speaking. You will belong when you know which voice is speaking. You will belong when you remember who you belong to. Number two, you will belong when you know which voice is speaking. John chapter 10, verse 27, 28. My sheep recognize my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. I know them. That's an intimacy. When there's intimacy with Christ, they'll be following. So let's think about this. Learning to hear his voice will help you to belong. If I asked you, do you now hear his voice for your life? Beautiful. But would you be able to answer someone else who asked you, do you know how to help someone how to hear the voice of God? But what I'm trying to say to you is, is that a lot of people don't know how to hear God's voice. And most of us in the room, if I asked you, would you be confident to say, I can help people hear God's voice? I mean, you don't go to work tomorrow and go, What did you do? Oh, I learned to hear God's voice. They're going to think you're nuts. Like, Really? What are you smoking? What are you taking? What I'm trying to say to you is, it's actually not a mystery to hear God's voice. But what I'm trying to say here is, you will belong when you know His voice is speaking to you. In other words, hearing the voice of God is a great reflection of the belonging. In other words, if you want to be around a long time, listen to me, you better learn to know His voice. What people do when they stay around for a long time, they've learned to hear His voice. So if you don't know how to hear His voice, it's very unlikely that longevity is going to be in your life. How do we get believers grounded? We need to start a new discipleship program. Let me tell you how God discipleships. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. He is the great disciple of the believer. Intimacy with the Holy Spirit will disciple you more than any course or pastor or program. Discipleship's not a course, it's a person. And if you'll let the Holy Spirit in, He will lead you into all truth. And this is the thing that we need to wrestle. We should know these things, but we're struggling with milk right now, never mind meat. And I'm not saying I'm doing a great job. I'm just saying I'm not here to play church though. I'm here to help you be an amazing person, amazing child of God in our broken world. And so what you need to understand is, is about learning to hear His voice. Can you recognize His voice? Now, we do one thing. We do lots of things, but one thing that's very practical, which a lot of us have forgotten. And we've got to get it back, including our leaders, including our staff and our team. And that is a book called My One Thing from Sunday. The reason we do it is because it's about placing value on the message. I have value, so therefore I give value. I can take value from the Word. I write My One Thing from Sunday. And over three months, I look back and I go, oh my goodness, God is speaking to me. It's actually not rocket science because we're not trying to build rockets. We're trying to get you to hear God's voice. So just write down one thing. Now that means I've got to be here every Sunday. Oh my goodness. It helps. But if you're not, at least write down the Sundays that you are and try to get the notes when you're not. It's not hard if you're hungry and you belong. But can you help someone belong? And this is the point. You write down one thing that spoke to you on Sunday. It doesn't matter who the speaker is. At the moment, it's me a lot. But what happens if we have multiple speakers? Next month, that's exactly what's going to happen. And yet God can still speak through a male and a female. A pastor and a non-pastor. It's like, hello. It's the Word of God that we honour. But what I'm trying to say to you is, how did God speak to me? In fact, how did God speak to all of the people in the room when everybody's in different stages of life? Now, some people have similarities. Other people have completely different things. Some people write this down in the message and other people say, I wrote down this down from the songs in the lyrics. At the end of the day, though, everybody got something. And I'll tell you, if you learn to connect the dots, this is one of the major strengths of today's society, if you can be a dot connector, you will be important. You will be needed. Problem solvers are dot connectors. It's a figure of speech. Connect the dots. Anyway, the point I'm making is, write your one thing down For three months and look back and you'll go, oh my goodness God, you're speaking to me. It's actually not hard to hear the voice of God. You've got to learn to realize where He speaks. He speaks through creation. He speaks through the Word. He speaks through the Holy Spirit. He speaks through the messages on Sunday, which is the Word of God. So it's not like we are not hearing His voice. It's just maybe we're not hearing His voice. In other words, what I'm trying to say, He's always speaking, but are we listening? Anyway, If you want to belong, you've got to figure out the right voice to listen to. Which voice are you listening to? The voice of your mother? The voice of your father? The voice of your past? The voice of your ex-fiance? The voice of your ex-boyfriend? Your ex-girlfriend? still following their Facegram, their Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is. I mean, it's like, I'll oh, just check, check, check what? What, what good's going to come out of it just checking? Well, I just want to know what good's going to come out of checking? You haven't been out with that person for 15 years. What good is going to go by searching, checking out if they're still around? They are around, but not with you. You laugh, but you'll be shocked how easy it is to take out a child of God. The generation that's got so much and yet we're the most... Generation that could be recorded as the most distracted. Couldn't get off our phones. Couldn't get out of the negativity. Couldn't get out of the past. This is real. And once it comes to the surface, you've got to actually say, that's not me. That's not who we are. That's not what we're going to do. And so belonging will cause you to actually deal with these things in a healthy way. So do you know how to hear the right voice for your life? Because Jesus says... My sheep, recognize my voice. You know, I've heard lately people saying, oh, "I, I can go to any church. It doesn't matter what church you go to." And I'm like, "Really? According to who? According to who? Well, oh, it's like Reva. I can get apples at Reva, and there's hundreds, there's thousands of Revas around the country. Littles, Aldi's. I get an apple from here. I get an apple from here. They're all got apples. Oh, and that's your view on the church? Let me tell you this, not one church, not one church is supposed to be the same. That's like me saying my family is exactly like your family. I guarantee it isn't. We'll have similarities, but your family's your family, my family's fine. It's exactly the same with the church. Don't treat the church so casually and belittle yourself and belittle your father. The church was never meant to be like Reva. Reva. Or little, or anything. That's a consumer mindset that we have created in our industrialized Western culture. It's not the church. And if you want the church to have power again, if you want to see signs and wonders, then get back to what the church is. It's a wonder, it's a sign, it's amazing. It's a house where his children belong. Going around getting your apples from wherever you want because all the churches are the same is actually not true at all. It might be true for the shops, but it's not true for the church. And so you have to choose where you plant yourself. You have to choose what you belong to and the vision that you're going to serve God under. Under God, under vision, under leadership. Number three, everyone okay? number 3 last one but let's help each other to hear the voice of god number 3 you belong when you value when you value helping others you belong when you value helping others to belong yeah. let me tell you when you belong you will find a way to help others belong yeah. i i find that connected people connect people yeah. i've never known anyone who's not connected to connect up people to the house of god if you're not connected to the house of god you will never find the people that you try to connect to. I know people who don't come to our church try to send people to our church. The problem is, is they never stay. We have funny reasons and we have funny ways about ourselves. But let me tell you, over thirty years of being in church, it never works. Let me tell you what does work: friends bring in friends, connected, helping people connect, belongers helping people belong. I've seen that consistently work. Fourteen years later, by the grace of God, we are here still. and I've seen people married and I've seen people have children and I've seen people have miracles and I've seen people who had impossibilities and God's turned it around. I've seen people face bankruptcy and God's turned it around. I've seen people who had no job and now they've got amazing jobs. I've seen people who are struggling and now they're thriving. I've seen people broken running from war and now they're building their lives again. I've seen people, all sorts of fears and now they're standing tall because of the goodness of God. Don't tell me the house of God cannot do what God said it can do. It is His redemptive solution to humanity. It's just about His sons and daughters getting on the same page. My job is to help you be the amazing people you're called to be. What an awesome job to have. Let me tell you, I love our church. I love the idea of church. I love the reality of church. I love when the church is healthy. But right now, we got to ask ourselves a big question. Are we healthy? Are we wanting to get healthy? And I'll tell you, belonging is a major player into this. Sitting here listening to me doesn't make us healthy. So this last one is the big one. When you belong, you will value helping others to belong. Are you helping anybody to belong? Philippians chapter two, if you've got anything at all out of following Christ, if His love has made any difference in your life, if belonging in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, I'm sure this is how Paul would have talked. If you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favour. Agree with each other, love each other, be deep spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside, help others to get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourself long enough, long enough to have a le- a le- to lend a helping hand. So here we get a great insight. Following and belonging go together. Following and belonging go together. If you're following Jesus, then belonging shouldn't be too far away. But let me tell you: if I ask the families, the dads, the moms, where do you where do your kids need you to be in a year? Where does your beautiful children need you to be in a year? Where do they need you to be in 10 years? When they come into your life, they come into your old life. You only have them for for a season. In other words, up until about the age of 12, most of your time's with the kids. But after 12, 13, 14, 15, your time diminishes and their friend's time greatly increases. And then after 18, whatever time you've got, it doesn't exist hardly. A few percent. But they never leave your life and you never stop your commitment to praying for them for the rest of your life. But what you've got to understand is, you and I, we belong to God. So ask the Father, God, Father, where do you need me to be in a year? In my house. The Father, where do you need me to be in 10 years? In my house. Father, where do you need me to be in 50 years? In my house. Father, where do you need to be? Where do you need me to be for the rest of my life? In my house. How is that possible? Because I belong. And this is where it gets uncomfortable because we're like, oh. And we wonder why we have multiple relationships. Number one problem in Berlin is not drugs. It is failed relationships. How many relationships do you have before you're numb? We don't even look at anything. It's just a transaction. I need food, I'm hungry, I need sex, let's have it. Situationships. What does that mean? It just means I'm not looking at anything. I've been so disappointed from everything in the past. And if you know Jesus and if you belong to Him, it should help you in your decision-making in all things. Don't be so needy and don't be so wanty because wanty leads to needs and needs lead to wants. God is your Father and He can help you with all the needs and all the wants you can ever have. When you have Him and you belong to Him and He belongs to you, you become less needy, not more. You become less wanty, not more. So this is the role of the church. When you follow Christ, you will belong to community. And that's where you will find your best days, in community. Let me tell you, people will tell me many times, the worst days of their lives is when they left community. And I'm not talking about a controlling community, a cultish community, a manipulating community. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about a healthy community. But you know, a lot of people don't even know what health looks like anymore. What's healthy, what's unhealthy. So let me tell you, with a toxic world today, with the demise of family structure and community fabric, how are we gonna coexist in this world? We're in it, but we're not of it. And that's why God loves His church. Because it's His family. It's his sons and daughters, but you got to get this belonging worked out. I know it sounds intense today, but you know what? I Actually, I'm not intense. It's just so backward, it sounds intense to get it back. If your ankle's twisted, trust me, <laughs> me giving a little bit of work on your ankle might feel severe. The only way back, people, is God. The only way back is the gospel. The only way back to a redemptive story is Jesus. And we should never apologize there. And I'm not saying be unpleasant to people. We should always be civil. We should always be respectful. We should always be accepting. We should always be kind and hospitable. Why? Because God has been that to us. Whatever you have received, freely give. If you have been loved, love. If you have been forgiven, forgive. If you have been accepted, accept. Accept. We are not the moral police force of the world. But when you meet Jesus, your morals should improve. Paul says this is the theology. Now this is your response. Conduct. He says it's all summed up in one word. Spirit. That's how you sum up Paul in the New Testament. Spirit. Come on, say it with me. Spirit. You won't do this without the Spirit. Spirit. So anyway, there's my attempt to help you today. If you want to belong, remember who you belong to. You want to belong, remember the right verse to listen to. You want to belong, then value helping others belong. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen.